don't be afraid to check in and to listen to yourself and to really take the time to see what do you need? What do you want? And what could help you do your marketing and your business as a whole in a way that is just more aligned for you? Because we are all different, which means that all our businesses are different. You may have an amazing coach, an amazing marketer, an amazing expert that's on your side and that's there to tell you all amazing things that you can do. But at the end of the day, you are the expert of your own business. You are the expert of you. Hello there, content creators. You're listening to the She's Got Content podcast, where it's all about creating content for your coaching business. I'm your host, Dr. Melissa Brown, and I'm here every week to help you get your content out of your head, out of your heart, and out there into the world where that information and your services can impact the most people. Get ready to take notes today and then take action, content creators. Let's dive in with today's episode because you've got content to get out there. Well, hello and welcome back, content creators. I'm here today with Jade Francesca. She's the founder of Strategize with Creativity. Jade is an aligned marketing strategist, and she helps all you heart-centered and passion-driven coaches, you entrepreneurs and authors, go from discouraged and overwhelmed to happy and clear with your marketing so you can authentically attract your ideal audience. Let's give a great big welcome to Jade today, and she's going to tell us all about aligned marketing. Welcome, Jade. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I am so curious, what is this topic here? Aligned marketing, it sounds so intriguing. You've got to tell us all about how you got involved with this. So actually, the reason why I chose the word align instead of authentic, because I could have chosen authentic, since if you're aligned, you're authentic. It's like by default, but I chose aligned actually because I attended this very, very amazing festival. It was like a summit, but she decided to call it a festival and it was about life coaching. And it was called happy and aligned. And the word aligned intrigued me. And I thought that was such a beautiful word that I wanted to learn more about. I went to her festival and it was so amazing. Everything that she talked about when it came to aligning your life with who you were. Why don't we do that for everything? Right? Because it's yes. for your life, but why not do it for our business? Why not do it for our marketing? And as I did more and more research, a lot of people would do it for their businesses. But then when it came to marketing, it was like this nebulous entity that people did just not align themselves with. It was very sad to see it because I would see people who have amazing businesses, amazing offers, and I would talk to them and everything was so aligned, so beautiful. But when it came to their marketing, they were completely disconnected from it. It was completely misaligned. I would talk to them and they would be like, yeah, I hate my marketing. I hate what I'm doing or I hate what my team is doing. We're following guidelines that so-and-so told me or my coach or a guru, an expert that they've seen on social media, they said to do this. So now I'm doing this, but I hate it. I'm doing it because I have to. That was something that made me really sad because it's something I also fell into the trap of when I first started my business. I obviously was not an expert in marketing. I still, to this day, do not like to call myself an expert because I do not know everything in the world about marketing, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's possible to know everything. So I don't typically like to use the word expert, but when I first started out, I definitely was far, far, far from being an expert. And I wanted to know more. So I would look at social media. I would look at workshops, webinars, memberships, or anything that I could get my hands on to learn more about marketing. And everyone would sell their own 
one size fits all strategy that was supposed to give instant success. It was like some secret magic formula and everyone had their own secret magic formula they would try to sell to you. And then it would always be the same kind of message but for a different outcome. So what I mean by that is, for instance, someone will say, you need to do reels and you need to use trending audios because you need to go viral because if you never go viral, you will never be successful. So you need to do that. Or you need to build your email list because if you don't have an email list, then you will never be able to sell. Or you need to be on TikTok three to six times a day. Otherwise, you will never grow on TikTok. And if you don't grow on TikTok nowadays, you will not have a successful business. And I could go on and on and on. And at the end of the day, none of that is actually true. What is true is that you need to show up. In marketing, you need to show up one way or another, whether you decide to do a podcast or to write a blog or to be on Facebook and have a Facebook group or you want to be successful on TikTok. It really doesn't matter where you want to go. You just need to find the place that is going to be working for you and your business. But what happened is that a lot of these coaches, gurus, and experts out there that I would learn from, they would tell me, you need to do X, Y, Z, and that's it. If mm -hmm. I will have the audacity to say, hey, this is not working for me, they would be, you're not doing it good enough. You're not doing it hard enough. You need to do more. You need to do more. You need to do it better. You need to do X, Y, Z, and then it's going to work. The reason why it wasn't working wasn't because I wasn't doing it hard enough or not good enough. It was because it was just not working for me. One strategy from an expert that I was following for a long time on Instagram was to say that you need to connect with 30 new people a day. And in part, I cannot do that. I just cannot do that. Even if I try my best, I can't. I will get drained. I get drained talking to new people that I don't know because it's stressful because I don't know what they expect from me. I don't know what they want. I don't know them yet. If I talk to someone that I've known for some time, it's not stressful for me. It's not draining because I don't have to wonder who they are, what they want, how I can help them. I don't have to think and ask myself all those questions. It just flows more naturally. But when it's new people, it is more draining for people who tend to overthink and I tend to overthink. So for me, it was just not working. And when I would try to tell people, hey, it's not working so much for me to connect with that many new people, they would just be like, no, you need to absolutely do it. Try your best. And my best was to connect with two new people today. That was my best. And even then, I felt so awkward because I had a script, right? They would give me a script to talk to people. And even if I tried to make the script as authentic as possible, it still wasn't aligned because it was a script that was really hard to follow because it's not natural. When you go and you talk to someone, you don't necessarily have a script that you want to follow. And if you do have a script, it's hard to follow it. It's hard to follow scripts that we don't fully believe in, especially because when I meet someone new, I don't want to think about how am I going to sell to them? I want to get to know them because maybe they're not my ideal client. Maybe they're not someone I can actually help. Maybe I know someone who can help them out. However, I don't right. know yet. I don't know them. I want to know who they are first because maybe they're going to become someone in my network. Maybe they're going to become a referral. Maybe they're going to become someone I collaborate with. Maybe they're going to become a client or maybe they're going to become nothing and we're just going to go on our own way. And there's no issue with that. But when you go in and you talk to someone new with a script in mind, what happens is that you put them in a box. And if they want to get out of that box, it's so hard to bring it back to what you wanted to do. It's just so awkward. I just couldn't. And even if I tried to sound the least, least, least salesy as humanly possible, the other person I was talking to knew what I was doing. 
Because when someone comes into my inbox and their intent is to sell, even if they're not doing cold pitching or cold DM or anything like that, I know they're trying to sell because it's obvious with the way they're phrasing the question. It's so scripty that it sounds like a robot. It doesn't sound like a human anymore. However, when you get to connect with people on a more human basis and you're just there to know who they are, it's so much easier. But when you go into a script because you want them to go on a sales call and then you want to pitch your high ticket offer or whatever type of strategy you have, when you want to do that, if you're someone who's not comfortable with scripts, with talking to a bunch of new people every day, and you don't like to do sales calls, that strategy is not going to work for you. However, if you're someone who loves to do sales calls, you love to meet new people, and for you going into people's DMs is the easiest thing, then that strategy is going to work for you. It's not going to work for everyone. That's what I really didn't like out there with people pitching all of their different strategies and saying that it was the best strategy in the world. I don't like that wording because I'm sure that a lot of the people who say those messages, their strategies are good. I don't doubt that, but I doubt very highly that it is the one for everyone out there. It's going to work for maybe 10% of people, but that's people who are similar or their business is similar to the person who was selling that strategy. However, if you're different in any shape or form, it's not going to work. For me, I was just too introverted to do that kind of thing. And I didn't like following scripts. For other people, having a script makes them feel more secure. It makes them feel more confident. And so that way they can sell more easily. For me, it just makes me feel like I'm going to mess up the script and I'm going to mess up what's happening. So it's just not working for me. Whereas when I go and I just talk to people and I'm just my natural self, it's easier for me to know if that person is actually someone who's going to benefit from my services. And sometimes the answer is no. Our services are not for everyone. Our businesses are not for everyone. And once we get to realize that and include that in our marketing, we can do marketing from a place of alignment and making sure that our marketing really reflects who we are, reflects our business, reflects who is the right people we're trying to work with or that we're trying to sell our products to. Because at the end of the day, not everyone is for you. And that's okay. You do not want to attract everyone. Because if you try to attract everyone, your message is not going to be clear. Clarity is the number one thing you want to think about when it comes to marketing. Because you could have the best offer out there. If you can't explain clearly what it is about, no one is going to buy it. However, someone else who might have an offer that's not the best, but they can so clearly explain what it is about, what are the benefits, and who is it for, is going to sell out. It's really about making sure that not only your message is super clear, but it's also about making sure that what you're doing in your marketing is aligned with who you are. It's aligned with what you want to be in your business. If you're someone that doesn't like to talk to new people all the time because it's too draining, then you want to have a strategy that is more focused on publishing content. Whereas if you're someone who likes talking to people, you don't like creating content as much, then you're going to do a lot of outreach. You're going to talk to a lot of people in DMs and you're going to make sure that you do a lot of networking events and so on and so forth, because for you, you're a great connector. You're right. someone who's good at doing that. But someone who is not the best connector, but they're excellent at creating content, then you're going to want to either write a blog or create a podcast or create a YouTube channel or just creating that content and then naturally attract people instead of doing outreach. Yeah, there is so much to unpack in here. Jade, this is great because this is the one thing that I think holds back so many people when the gurus should all over you. They should on you because you should do this and you should do that. And it just doesn't feel authentic. It doesn't feel aligned. It makes a coach or an entrepreneur, you as a business person, feel sleazy and slimy when you're using somebody else's tactics that they say, this is the only way to do it. 
And we all know that there's more than one way to market a business. And it's just a matter of finding out what feels aligned, what feels good, what works for you. And what you said about knowing yourself, knowing that you feel much more comfortable either in front of a camera or behind the camera or writing or with your voice, maybe with a podcast is so key. We just had this discussion in my group coaching where someone commented about how she really felt like her genius was in writing, but she was trying to do other things. It wasn't working. That's the bottom line. It wasn't working. So we talked about how there could be a pivot. So I just love this. And you said something else about showing up, like the whole key is showing up and being visible. But that, again, doesn't mean you're in front of a camera. It doesn't mean that you even have to use your own voice. You can use your voice through typewritten content. And it's just so freeing because now we get to choose how we show up, how often we show up, what we do when we show up, throw away the script if we want to, use the script if we want to. It's almost like there's a smorgasbord out there and you get to pick and choose in the buffet, in the marketing buffet, what it is that you're going to use as your marketing strategy. It sounds to me like a lot of this came about from your own experiences. How did you get started online? Tell us about that. When I was young, I remember every time I would see an ad on cable, because this was back in the day where Netflix did not exist. We would have to watch whatever was on cable and then there would be like a million ads. That was the time where you would go run to the bathroom and then come back, um, <laughs> like making sure that you didn't miss your show. But back in the day, I remember that it was just so boring. I thought that ads were the most boring thing I had ever seen because I live in Canada. It's <laughs> illegal to do ads for children. Every time that I would go in the States and I would see ads for kids and those are all colorful and bubbly and fun and everyone is having fun there. And it's like, no matter what they're selling, everyone is having fun. Therefore, I want this. Ads for adults in Canada. It was so boring. And I was just sitting there like, ads is the most boring thing. Marketing is boring. I would never do that. I don't like this. And I remember thinking that when I was young and just disliking this entire industry, really, that I thought I would never be a part of. The reason why I actually ended up doing this was mainly because of the pandemic. Before the pandemic, I was actually doing a doctorate in psychology. It was just completely different. It's not about marketing at all, not about business. I never thought I would end up here. And when the pandemic started, honestly, everything just shifted in my world. I wanted to do something from home because it was obviously safer to do something from home than have to go out in the middle of a pandemic. I need to do something from home. So what am I going to do? Of course, the first thing that came to mind was not marketing because my opinions about marketing was that it was boring. I'm not doing that. And so I thought, well, one of the skills that I have is admin because I was a secretary for a couple of years as part of student jobs that I had in the past. And so I was like, I can do admin. I can be an administrative assistant and we can do that online. There was a big rise in virtual assistance during mm -hmm. the pandemic. So I was like, I can start doing that. And as I started doing that, the people who actually hired me needed help in marketing. And at that point, I was like, sure, why not? I'll try it because I like to try new things. And I was like, maybe it changed. 
from the past was because all of the ads that I knew was literally, it was all the same from my TV. And when you're a child and you want to see the rest of your TV show, you do not want to see an ad about a car. You do not. I was like, well, it must be different now. And I'm just going to learn what's happening with this. I want to know more because there was Canva now, which was way more accessible than Photoshop and way easier to do. I'm going to start my hand at design because I really like art. I used to be a painter and I used to draw a lot back in the day. And I, my hands are very shaky now. And unfortunately I can't draw anymore, but I could do design online because even if your hands are shaking, it does not matter for Canva. And so I was like, perfect. I'll try doing that. And I realized that not only can I create beautiful designs, but I can also help people do that as well. So that's how it started. Really how I started helping people with their marketing was actually through just me needing something to do from home and realizing that I could do design. That's how it started. And then, oh, there's such a thing as copywriting. Interesting. I'll learn about that. It just kind of added up slowly but surely about how to do marketing because that's what my clients needed. I actually did not help a client doing anything in terms of admin, like proper admin, like dealing with files, organization, emails, none of that. (laughs) All I did was (laughs) literally marketing. It was like social media, design, caption writing, hashtag research when it came to Instagram and doing a bunch of research here and there. And it was really all about marketing that my clients needed help with. So I was like, that's interesting that that's what I attracted, right? Maybe like they knew I would end up in marketing someday, but that's what I attracted. And I was getting better and better at marketing to a point where I just realized that I could do marketing in a way that felt good for me and in a way that I could help my clients feel good for them. For them as well, it was the same kind of issue that they used to have where they would have a guru or a coach or marketing director of some kind telling them you need to do xyz thing you need to do this tactic yes and they didn't feel good with it either and they were like oh we need to do that and I was like don't you feel weird with this strategy because I knew my clients and I was like this does not feel aligned with them and they were like yeah no I hate this I don't want to look at it so can you do it for me no but we don't need to do these things there are other things we can do and my clients were like oh really what could we do instead And so it was through helping those clients that I realized that I could make a difference in the marketing world if I just literally shared other ways to do marketing. Because of all the things that I learned, I knew there were alternatives. They were telling me, I need to post reels six times a day. No, if you spend a bit more time to do one reel that you really like and you post that instead of all these tiny reels that you hate, it's going to attract people that actually like your reels rather than to just post for the sake of posting, right? It just gets so draining and takes so much time. And they were like, oh, that's interesting. Okay, I'll try that. And actually the reels that they enjoy doing were the reels that became more popular because that's often how it is in business. If someone is passionate, excited, and really likes what they're doing, it's going to show in their content. And people are attracted to that. We're attracted to confidence, passion, excitement, all those great emotions that we want to surround ourselves with because it feels good, it feels secure, and it also feels just exciting for us. When someone is super excited about their thing, I will get excited with them. It's kind of contagious in a way. Oh, definitely. Yes. The energy is contagious. Yes. Absolutely. It really makes a difference. And so this is true for every marketing thing that I've ever done for myself. The more excited I am about a post that I'm making, the more popular it's going to be. It's a complete direct correlation here. And whereas when I would try to do something because, oh, I need to post today because I haven't posted in a week or blah, blah. And then I just kind of came up with something on the spot that I really didn't like, but I just posted for the sake of posting. Like nothing happened with those posts because they were just boring, really, at the end of the day. They were devoid of my energy. They were devoid of my passion and my purpose. It didn't feel good. And so that's how it really all started with me just realizing, oh, 
marketing can be cool. How interesting. If I had known that from the beginning, I might have actually done that instead of psychology. But I didn't know that because all I was subjected to really was those boring car commercials or God forbid, beer. And I would be like, I am five years old. Why are you showing me this? Because again, they don't have ads for kids in Canada, right? So they're going to show you the adult ads, hoping, I guess, that a parent is watching with you. But it would always be the same Coca-Cola, the beer, the cars, and boring stuff like that. I'm a child here. I, I want to know about toys. I want to know about cool stuff. Or sugary cereal, which I remember being bombarded with ads about sugary cereal. Now, they didn't show any of that. They tried sometimes to... It's like it's for children, but not really. It's fully illegal here to do that. I know it's to protect children, but I remember every time I would go to the States, one of my favorite things was watching cable because I was like, oh my God, every part of the 30 minutes I'm watching is cool. Even when the show stops, it's cool. I'm still watching something interesting. Whereas here, I was so bored and I didn't think it would be cool. But yes, marketing can be actually very cool. And this transition that I did is the same transition that I also want to help people do to go from marketing, thinking it's boring, thinking it's tedious, it's discouraging, it's blah, to, oh my God, marketing can actually be super exciting. It can be something that's fun to do instead of this tedious task that is like, oh, well, I got to do this because we need to do marketing check mark and on your to-do list and you just hate every step of the process. It doesn't have to be that way at all. You're a perfect example of how marketing works. You actually enjoyed the commercials, the ones in the States anyway, that were geared towards your interests. So this stuff works. It's just so interesting to me how business and marketing is such a huge experimentation. Life is full of experiments. Here you were experimenting with the psychology and you did a pivot into this online world. And inside that online world, you did some pivots. You experimented with some different things, even though you may not have put the label of experimentation there, but you were experimenting. So you've probably had a lot of different experiences. And I'm curious, within working with some of your clients, have you come up with some tips that you can share with us about aligned marketing that the coaches and the entrepreneurs that are listening to this that could just take and run with? My number one tip that I like to share is to check in with yourself, because often when it comes to business and work in general, and honestly, life in general, we're so going through the motions and the go, 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 go and the productivity, because we are in a world that is productivity is like the most important thing. And we need to move forward all the time to a fault where we don't often take the time to reflect on what we're feeling. And Although a lot of people will have learned to do that in their life, it stops there. It doesn't go into their business, but that's where it needs to be as well. Because when it comes to the work that you do and you spend a lot of your days working, I mean, there are a lot of us who manage to work less and make more money, which is amazing. But for a lot of people, we're still working a lot <laughs> and we need to check in. We need to take that time and really reflect on what we're feeling, because if we don't, what happens is at the end of the day, we're drained. And what drained me during the entire day? It feels like everything drained me, but actually it might be just one or two steps that actually drained you so much, but you kind of carry through the entire day. And at the end of the day, you're exhausted. But sometimes all you can do is micro shifts in what you're doing and it can change things so much. Sometimes you do need to start from scratch. There were strategies that I tried and it just didn't work and I completely just discarded it and tried something new. Sometimes I just made a shift and I pivoted in my strategy to make it work. But at yes. the end of the day, if something doesn't feel right, a change needs to be made, whether it's a change in action and change in mindset, a change in your strategy, a change needs to happen because 
as humans, we have a whole body filled with sensations, emotions, feelings that tells us when something is wrong. And fortunately, we have been taught a lot to ignore those yes. because we need to power through. I hate that term, power through, power through everything. And so what happens is that we become on autopilot and we forget to check in. And we do need to check in as often as we could, maybe not every second, but check in at least once a day about how you're feeling and not just for your marketing, but everything in your business. How are you feeling about this? Because if you realize that it's been three months that you're doing this strategy and every day you feel shitty about it, that's a very good sign that it's not working for you. Something needs to change and you don't need to continue this for another six months or another year until you're like, okay, you know what? I'm so burnt out now. I can't do it anymore. Because that's what happens for a lot of us. If we ignore those check-ins and we ignore all those feelings that we get, we push ourselves to burnout. And then when we're burnout, we can no longer ignore it. But you don't want to push yourself to a point where you can no longer ignore the feelings. You want to acknowledge them as they come here because they're there for a reason. Most physical and mental signs that something is happening, we need to listen to it. Because sometimes, like I said, it will just be a tiny shift. Sometimes you will need to discard something because it no longer works for you. And that's okay. But don't be afraid to check in and to listen to yourself and to really take the time to see what do you need? What do you want? And what could help you do your marketing and your business as a whole in a way that is just more aligned for you? Because we are all different, which means that all our businesses are different. And you may have an amazing coach, an amazing marketer, an amazing expert that's on your side and that's there to tell you all amazing things that you can do. But at the end of the day, you are the expert of your own business. You are the expert of you. Check in with yourself and know yourself. Know yourself, yes. At the end of the day, you are the one who is going to be executing those strategies. And so if something that looks good on paper is terrible in practice, that's another sign. A lot of strategies that look great on paper, I thought it was genius when I tried to do it. I was like, oh, this doesn't work with my lifestyle. It doesn't work with who I am. It doesn't work with my vision for my business. I would have to completely erase my life outside of business to be able to do this strategy. That doesn't work for me. I don't want to do that. For some people, they're like, go for it. I want to go all in. I want to just work, work, work for the first three years of my business and then relax on the beach. For me, I prefer to have balance throughout the entire process. So there's some things I can't do because I can't invest 100% of me in my business because I need other stuff to do, right? I have my family. Yeah, you have to have a life. (laughs) Right. Some people that are just like, what works best is to fully 100, 200% commit and just do business. And then I'm going to relax later. For some people that works. For others, it doesn't. And so it's about really making sure that what you're doing is really aligned with who you are. And those check-ins are super important for that. So that would be my number one advice to do those check-ins and ask yourself how you feel. Ask yourself, what do you like doing? A lot of people, I ask them, what do you like doing in marketing? And they're like, wow, I've never asked myself that. What do you like doing? If there's nothing you absolutely like, that means you need to try something new because you've tried all things that just don't work for you. Try something new. Try something you haven't tried yet, which I'm sure there is something you haven't tried yet because there's so many ways that you can market yourself nowadays. Try a new platform. Try a new method. Try something new that you haven't tried yet that you're at least curious about. If you're really discouraged and like you've been discouraged for a long time, nothing will seem very appealing. But there must be something that you feel curious about. And that would be my second advice to try something that you feel at least excited or curious about some kind of positive feeling that you want to go towards and just try it out. Try it out with a very open mind. Try something new, something you haven't tried yet. And the reason for that is because you want to have a fresh slate. If you've been discouraged for a very long time, tiny shifts won't do it. If you've been discouraged for a very long time, you need to try something completely new. 
and come with an open mind that this is different, this is new, and you will probably not experience great success right away. Some people will, they will do something, they will have the best launch immediately. Most people have to try out things a couple of times before they actually have their golden egg. There are a lot of marketers out there, millionaires, who will tell you and they will say in their own marketing, I had to do 30 plus funnels before I found one that worked. I had to do 20 sets of different ads before I found the winner. And that's what it is. And I'm not saying that it is like this for everyone. Some people, after their third try, they got it right. And it's really about making sure that you do give yourself the permission to not get it perfect. It's very hard for us when we are often perfectionists that if we don't get it right the first time, you post something and it's a new post and no one reacts to it. You're like, I failed. I have failed my new strategy. I failed this and I failed that. No, you have not failed. For me in marketing, I do not see anything as failures. I see everything as a learning opportunity. You are learning to do something until it is very good and aligned for your business. But you do need to keep an open mind that no, it probably won't give you millions tomorrow. There are unfortunately a lot of coaches out there, especially on Facebook and in Facebook groups who will do these posts saying that if you get their freebie, you will learn how to magically do 10K months. Unfortunately, that is not the reality. Those coaches, when they say they're making like 10K months and so on and so forth, I fully believe them. What I do not believe is that you can do it in a day. That their one freebie with one strategy or one tactic or one shift is going to come full circle to a six-figure launch. I have a hard time wrapping my head around that too. Yeah, that's the thing. It's also when they say, well, this week I had a 10K week and it was super easy. Let me show you how. But actually it's because they launched something and they had been planning a launch for the last three months. So actually yeah, yes. that 10K is over the last three months. Unfortunately, there's a lot of that out there. So it can be very discouraging when you're doing your that, own stuff and you're getting that 10K in a week. That's why you want to, once you try something new, or even if you're just doing something you've already been doing and you like it, but it's not giving you exactly the results that you wanted, you want to keep an open mind that it's not supposed to give you instant millions. Because if it was, everyone would be everyone, rich. Right. <laughs> Everybody would be doing the millionaire, it. Right. And it's not, yeah. it's not like that. A lot of people that I don't know personally, but I've seen their stuff for a long time who are millionaires now. The ones that I follow are very honest people and they will tell you the truth that it took them a long time, maybe not 20 years, like it took them a year or something, but they tried so many different things before it worked. It wasn't just, oh, they posted something and then suddenly they were a millionaire. No, like someone who is an amazing Etsy store seller has, I think, 20 stores now. When she first started, it took two months before she made a sale and she had to post something new every day in her store, two months. Right. Be committed to the long haul, it sounds like. All right. So your first tip, your strategy is in checking in with yourself, knowing yourself and really what it is that you like to do and kind of figuring that out. And sort of jumping off from that was your second tip was trying something new and being open, giving yourself permission not to be perfect. Yes. Yeah. Right. That would be like trying something that is really just you showing up as your authentic self and no matter what way you want to do it, but really just doing it from a place of excitement and curiosity. So whatever you feel, sometimes it's hard if we're discouraged to be excited, but there must be something you might be curious about. You're like, I've seen people opening Etsy stores. I might want to try that. You know, like mm-hmm. you want that, for instance, and that's something you want to try. Cool. Go for it. However, if 
a lot of people are telling you, you need to start a podcast and so on and so forth. And the idea of a podcast drains you. Do not start a podcast. It is not right. for you right now. In the future, it might be. For you, it is not for you right now. Whereas you might be like, you know what? I would be excited to create my own Facebook group because I would love to have a community. And you're like, oh, this might take a lot of time, but I would really love to have a community. Ah, then you have a positive feeling here. That's what you would go towards. So that would be my second advice. Really try something new, but going through a positive feeling. Mm-hmm. matter what it is, if it's excitement, belonging, community, curiosity, but going through something positive because it's hard to create something positive out of just negative, then it's going to be easier to build more positivity on top of it. You really want to make sure that it's something that actually interests you because if it interests you in no shape or form and you just want to do it because you've been told to, it's not going to work in the long run unless you magically figure out that you love this. But most of the time when people start something and they already hate it, they're just going to hate it more. It sounds to me like you tend to rely a lot on listening to your own intuition. Yes. Am I picking up on that? (laughs) That's something I never thought I would say because I used to never listen to my intuition, which is probably why I do now, because I ended up falling into pits of hell is what I call it. I just used to power through everything. For me, it was about Mm -hmm. powering through. And I powered through all the way to a hospital bed. I was not successful in any shape or form. My mental and physical health were bowed down the drain. I ended up in the hospital multiple times and now I'm chronically ill and I can't ignore it anymore. This is what mm-hmm. happens. Really, I was like, well, I'm young. I will ignore what's happening to me, especially doctors. They also kind of tell you that you're young, you'll be fine. <laughs> Just move forward. And I would right. keep moving forward until I couldn't anymore. And then I was forced to listen to myself. And now I really have to listen to myself because if I don't, I know what's waiting for me, a hospital bed. And I do not want to go to the hospital. Hospitals suck. I hate going there. I do not want to go there. So for me, it's really listening to myself isn't just about being happy. It's also about keeping myself away from the hospital. Yes. still healthy because if I don't listen to myself and I really ignore the signs that are coming from my body, from my mind, what happens is that I will collapse. And I know this Mm -hmm. for a fact. So it's really why I also want to help people before they reach that point where they end up in a hospital or they end up completely burned out. They can't work anymore because that happens. And that is very real, especially for us entrepreneurs. It's so real. A lot of people burn out. You don't want to burn out. It's not fun. It takes a long time to recover from it. And it's traumatic in itself. And then you become super afraid you're ever going to burn out again. And then it stays in your mind. And so that's why when you listen to yourself and you take that time to do so, Because a lot of people are very intuitive and they will pick up on so many things, but they won't listen. Right. They ignore it. Right. Like, oh, no, I can't because I need to finish that. How many times have I told myself I don't have time to be sad right now because I need to finish X, Y, Z? Well, you're not the only one. (laughs) Everyone tells themselves that. But at the end of the day, we can't erase how we feel mentally or physically. So it just gets repressed somewhere. And at one point, the dam just falls apart. And that's not a great place to be. Whereas when you listen to yourself, whether it's physical or mental signs, you can make sure that your business and your marketing is so much more aligned and it's working for you. Yeah, it sounds like there's a huge component of self-care and listening to what your body needs mentally, physically. All of those things play in here. And oftentimes we get those signals that something's not working in our life, something's not working in our business. And that gets ignored until things get way out of whack. And it sounds like your whole focus on this aligned marketing is really paying honor to that. You come first, figure out what it is that makes you happy, what works well for your business, 
Ignore all those gurus who are shooting all over you. Check in with yourself. Be open to giving yourself permission to try something new and not beat yourself up if it doesn't work the way you had thought because it's all just an experiment and you're getting data. The third advice is treating everything as an experiment because if you try to treat everything as a final draft, life is so terrifying because then you can't make any mistake. That's just like a surefire way to quote unquote fail. I don't like that word, but if you expect perfection, perfection is not going to happen. So either you will try not get perfection and then you're never going to want to do it again, or you will be so afraid to not be perfect that you will never try. Once you just treat everything as an experimentation, everything is so much easier because if it's not perfect, so what? It was a draft. I'm learning how to do better. The amount of times I've redone my website is crazy. Some of it is because tech decided to fail, so I had no choice, but I redid things so many times and I'm glad I did because that way, not only did I learn a lot about how to do websites, not just for myself, but for my clients as well. And I managed to be able to help a lot of clients do websites in a way that I couldn't have done if I hadn't experimented with my website first. That brings up another point, and that is with our websites, so much changes about ourselves that doing a little content refresh on our website, different pages, maybe your about page or some of your content pages every so often is really a good idea. It's not a failure to go back and redo those things. It's actually a good thing. Yeah, I try to see it more as a you're evolving. Kind of yes. like a I'm I probably not pronouncing that right. They evolve like those, the show. I used to watch that when, when I was a kid, but it was like, there would be like Pokemon evolutions. And they, oh, yeah, yeah. The Pokemons. Yeah. Yeah. But every evolution, they're more badass, more this, more yeah. that. I see us humans and businesses that way. We just kind of evolve. And so that doesn't mean that the past us was a failure. It just means that with time and expertise and new skills, we've evolved to something more badass. And it's really about trying to view things that way and doing that mindset shift can really, really help with your marketing because otherwise, my God, man, marketing can be so draining if you are stuck in the mindset of I need to be perfect. I need to make those 10K weeks immediately. I need to sell everything immediately. My God, that is so hard. Kind of big corporations and they're established. They're completely established. They've been here for years. If they thought like that, they would fail immediately. They would be mm-hmm. bankrupt. They wouldn't be able to. It's easier for them to trust the process because they've gone through the process. <laughs> for us, yeah. we're trying new things. It is harder. I do admit it is harder. Like even I get those feelings sometimes. I'm like, oh my God, I'm failing. I didn't do this correctly, blah, blah, blah. And that happens. It is true. If you have those thoughts, it is okay. But it's about making sure that you reframe those thoughts into, I'm just experimenting. I'm just trying out new things. I'm learning. I am learning and I'm choosing to trust the process. I will tell myself that every single day and it's not easy. But I will tell myself, I choose to trust the process because things take time. Social media makes it look like everything goes fast. And it is true that on social media, things do move faster. But if you're building a website, before your website is going to rank on Google, it's going to take two to three years or more. And that's if you have a solid strategy. It does take time. Things outside of social media does take a lot of time. It takes time to build authority. It takes time to have a print on the online media space. You want to make sure that you tell yourself that. And it's okay if you're not a multimillionaire tomorrow. Trust <laughs> the process. If that's what you want to be. Not everyone wants to yeah. be a millionaire, but I know yeah, a lot of people do it. If you want to be a millionaire, trust the process that you're getting there. Do not feel bad if you're not a millionaire tomorrow. That sounds like a really good quote to put on an index card, a sticky note, somewhere on your computer, maybe in your car, anywhere that you're going to see it multiple times a day. I trust the process. 
Yeah, I, I trust the process. I like to add, I choose to trust the process because I, if I, I trust the process, if I'm not in a mood where I trust the process, I'm like, well, I don't. But if I say I choose to trust the process, that implies yes. that even if I'm okay. not, right now I am choosing to. So that's just a tiny shift for me because affirmations, I mean, I won't go too deep into it, but for me, affirmations at first was like pulling teeth because I couldn't tell myself I trust this or I trust myself or I love myself. Like those things I was like, no, 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 this is too far away from who I am. But to add those things, like I choose to trust the process or I choose to trust the process right now. So just make your affirmations more about you because otherwise when I would try to take other people's affirmations, they were like, use this, print it and say it to myself. But that's not me. But if you Mm -hmm. add words in there to make it more you or to make it easier for your brain to accept because otherwise your subconscious if it does not believe in it it will fight you and we don't want to fight so much with our subconscious because it's not pleasant but if you can add some words in your affirmations to be like i choose my conscious self chooses to trust the process my subconscious might not trust it but i choose more i keep choosing the more it gets ingrained in our subconscious eventually i love this whole aligned marketing And if our listeners want to know more about working with you or more about your whole process, where should they find you and what do you have for them on your website? So my website, I would say, is the number one place to find more information because my website is the place that I update the most frequently. Mm -hmm. Social media follows, but everything is going to be on my website first because I am in love with my website and I love being there, even if it does crash quite often. And that is... The unfortunate side of tech, I do love my website because it's like a place where I can put everything, right? On social media, you can't put everything in one post. You can't do that. Even if we could, we shouldn't (laughs) because it's not meant for that. Social media is meant for smaller snippets of your business. I like big picture things. The website is very big picture. There you can see everything that I'm doing. If you want some free resources to learn more about online marketing, I have a blog there. I have a podcast as well. Both are accessible through the website. I also have a free workbook if you want to just start DIY your own marketing and you're interested in doing that. I have a perfect workbook for you for engagement, how to plan and strategize your engagement. And that's for people who want to do engagement on social media. If you're not interested in that, it will not be for you. But if you are, (laughs) this is the type of workbook that you could really benefit from. Otherwise, on my website, there's a bunch of different things. I'm someone who is very multi-passionate, so I like to have a bunch of different things. I would not be able to have one high-ticket offer, and then that's it. People who do that, I have so much amazement for them because, wow, if I did that, I would be so bored with myself. I love talking about my offers. If I had to talk about the same one every single day, I know I would drive crazy. For me, I need all of those different things, and I like to help people wherever they're at. Some people don't need the high ticket offers right now, or they can't afford it, or they don't want to, or they don't have the time. There's a million reasons why you don't want to do a high ticket offer, but you do want some help. And that was what I found with a lot of people in my audience. They wanted some help, but they couldn't afford, or they didn't want to get the high ticket services. Because when I would try to show a high ticket offer, for instance, they would be like, I love half of this offer. I need half of this offer. I do not need the other half. And then other people would be like, well, I need a second half and not the first half. And it was just like everyone was giving me the same feedback that they love the offer, but not all of it. No one PK for something that they're not going to fully use, which makes perfect sense. I would not want to buy a couple of thousands of dollars for something if I'm not going to benefit from every little step in that offer, right? So for me, it makes more sense to have just different things for people on different points of their journey. That's something I use often in my marketing, the aligned marketing journey, because it is a journey. It is a lot of experiment and it is a lot of trial and error. And so there are a lot of products there. If you want to DIY your marketing and just do it 
by yourself with workbooks. There's access to that. You can also join my membership, which is more community-based. You have access to a bunch of resources, to networking, to Q&As, workshops, and a lot of the workbooks that I offer are also included in the membership if you want to have just a place where you can have all the information that you need and then you go on your aligned marketing journey alongside other entrepreneurs. And then, of course, if you want more one-on-one help, I also offer consultations and other marketing solutions, depending on what you need. I really always advise to start with a consultation because not only is it best to see what is going to work for you, realize a lot of my clients, they came to me, they were like, I need XYZ thing. Great. Let's talk about it more. And then when we talked about it, they realized they do not need the XYZ. They need A. (laughs) They could do A by themselves. They do not need to pay thousands of dollars for a marketing strategist to help them create that. Yes, eventually they will need the XYZ. But right now, what they needed was something else. And then they managed to save so much time and money just by having that consultation rather than to go for buying a whole package about getting a website built and getting a podcast launch and all of that. When in fact, what they wanted was to connect with people and do a lot of networking. (laughs) If you want to do that, you do not need a website and you do not need all of these things. It would be great to have maybe a landing page or send people when you network with them. But if you want to be a connector and you want to connect with people, you need to be on social media. You do not need to be on a website right now. It's so great when you get to ask yourself those questions. If you want someone else to ask those questions, then consultations are good because I will be asking the question. But you can definitely do that by yourself as well. If you like to reflect, you like to ask yourself questions, taking that time, you can journal, you can type it, you can doodle, you can just talk out loud with your partner, with friends about it. It's really about just reflecting in whatever way works for you. Because some people, when I talk about the word journaling, they're like, oh, but I don't like journaling. You don't need to like journaling. You don't have to journal, actually. If what helps you is to discuss, talk about it with another person on your team or talk with another coach or with another entrepreneur, discuss what you feel about this. Talk about it in networking. Talk about it with your partner that's outside of your business. Sometimes that helps because they have a completely fresh perspective in like a business person and that helps. It's really about reflecting and checking in and taking that time to do that rather than to see it as, oh, I need to journal now because some days I don't want to journal. I'm like, no, I just want to talk about it. So I talk about it with my wife and that's it. And then I've done my check-in. This is great. I will make sure that all of those links for all of those resources that you just mentioned are in the show notes. So anyone can be in touch with you and I will put the social media links as well for you. And this has been great, Jade. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing all of your brilliance here with us today. And I am just so happy that we have connected and I was able to get you to come in here and share all this wisdom. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. And thank you all listeners for tuning in again this week. And remember, people are out there looking for you and you want to get that content out there so they can find you. Until next week, bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the She's Got Content podcast. I hope you got at least one nugget to take action on this week. If you got value from today's episode, I would be so grateful when you leave a five-star rating wherever you listen to podcasts. It only takes a second, and it really helps me get my message out to impact even more people so they can, in turn, keep the ripple going. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts and leave a review of the show, It would really make my day, and you just might receive a shout-out on the show as my content creator of the week when I read out your review. And last but never least, if you want an endless supply of just-right ideas for content you can write about for your blog post, 
your emails, your videos, podcast episodes, all the content things, then you want to head over to my website at she'sgotcontent.com forward slash content and pick up your free workbook, Never Run Out of Content Ideas. Look for that link in the show notes today, along with the other links mentioned in today's episode. Until next time, content creators, you've got an audience waiting to hear from you and you've got content to share with them. Stop being the best kept secret and make a bigger impact when you've got content out there in the world. (music) 